I launched the company back in 2016. Again, Anoto Inc. Again, helping people understand if you've replaced the granite countertop, how much more can you charge in terms of rent per month? He's got about, uh, call it 220 customers. Uh, actually, more than that. Call it 400, 500, just at different price points. But just past a million bucks in terms of run rate. Uh, they're looking to continue to scale. Currently burning about 50 grand a month, 2.2 million raised, about to raise another 1.2 million on a 10 million pre-priced round. 11 folks on the team, again, helping to drive towards profitability. Now, all based in Chicago. 5% revenue churn per month. Uh, so about 95% net retention, spending 2,400 bucks to get a new customer. So about a six month payback period. Again, as they in- look to increase uh, the amount of rent rolls, TTIs, and uh, an additional property data uploaded to their platform every single month. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Mark Rutzen. He's the co-founder and CEO of Anodo, an automated underwriting platform for multifamily real estate. The company helps users analyze more deals in less time and make better investment decisions backed by data science. Utilizing machine learning, the platform collects, cleans, and analyzes real-time multifamily rent and availability data from over 2 million properties nationwide. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right. So, um, Interesting tool here. Help us understand maybe a specific use case of a customer using your tool and then what your revenue model is. Is it a pure play SaaS company? Yeah, so uh, we are a pure play SaaS company. Um, so what we do, uh, if there's a value add investor who's looking to tell, you know, if I'm going to do a value add, what happens if I add the granite countertops, the hardwood floors, the roof deck? What if I, I do this to a multifamily property? What am I going to be able to get and rent? for each of those improvements. The simplest use case is a value investor can put in their, their deal parameters, toggle those amenities on and off, and actually see what rent lift they'll get before they spend money on those improvements using our machine learning algorithm. Okay, and what would a value investor like this pay on average, maybe per month or per year to get access to this technology you've built? The top tier is 500 a month, and the bottom tier is 100 a month, and then we've okay. got a middle 300. So would you say like a fair average is like 200, something like that? I'd say actually more lean toward the 500. Uh, okay. Team. Okay, like cool. Historical data that are included there. Good. Then we'll go between you know, 300 and 500 there and say, call it, call it 400. Uh, that's helpful to understand. Let me ask you, when a value add investor does something like this, I, I mean, I, I assume these renovations are maybe like one time. I mean, what makes them keep paying you when they're not doing a renovation? Yeah. So we actually help people source deals. So people are constantly trying to figure out if a deal is going to be a good undervalued play or not. And what our platform allows you to do is very quickly load a rent roll into the platform. It'll parse it and analyze and see if your rents are at market or if there's upside. Load your T12, your uh, trailing operating expenses. It will load it into the platform very quickly and then compare to market benchmarks and tell you if your expenses are above or below market. And then ultimately, in just a few minutes, you've actually got a full underwriting model of the plat- of, of the deal, and you can see if it's you know a good deal or not. It's that whole adage that you got to look at a hundred properties, make offers on ten, and then ultimately close on one. We help you do that hundred properties part in about a tenth of the time it would typically take. Any tool that boasts machine learning or AI generally is only as good as the inputs that the founder has been clever enough to put into the system. So, how clever have you been? So we get data directly from the source. That's the best data that we can get. Is um, You're incentivized when you use the platform to upload your property management from your property management software, your data, so you can model and analyze your portfolio. Uh, so users do that. They upload rent rolls and T12s, which we get direct from the source. We have um, partnerships with major national lending groups, our lenders that, uh, that feed data in bulk into the platform. And then we get it from anything that we 
and publicly available. And there's about 30 different sources we go to nationwide to get listing data, to get demographic and economic data, demand driver data. All of this feeds into the platform and helps make a better and more informed model. It used to be like MLS listings that list like the current rent roll on properties, things like that. Oh yeah. So we'll use what's publicly available um, is harder. You got to clean it a lot, but the best data we get is straight from the source. The users. Yeah. When did you launch the company? What year? 2016 was when we announced we were going to do something. <laughs> it was <laughs> 2016. I got in front of an Optech audience and I was like, we're going to quantify amenity values. We're going to predict rents. We're going to do all this. And they're like, have you done it yet? No. <laughs> that was, uh, it was kind of a, a, the opposite of a stealth launch, I would say. And then we slowly built it over the next year and a half. And then we actually released for, for subscriptions in 2018, so January. Uh, and we've been growing like crazy since then. That's, that's great. So how many customers have you scaled to today? We've got like five or 600, between five and 600. Okay. And that's a little bit because we had Columbia University's whole class sign up and there's 155 there. So that kind They're of all paying five, 400 bucks a month? No, I wish. Yeah, that would be great. We give oh. them a nice discount for, for oh. that class. The user base is a little bit lower than that of like standard users, I would say. Can we just take a hundred bucks, a hundred, hundred, so maybe 400 actually paying full price? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do that math, Mark? Can I take 400 times a $400 a month price point? You're doing about 160 grand a month right now. Uh, not quite because we got a lot more pilot programs too. Uh, I, I wish it was that high. Um, we're closer to a million ARR right now. Okay, that's great. So, would you, so let me just repeat that back to you. What you would say is your 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 average price point that you already gave me is accurate at four hundred bucks a month. However, the four hundred or five hundred customer count is not accurate because they haven't all closed yet. It's a it's a little bit skewed because some of them are in pilots where it's like a fixed price, and then you get more licenses. Uh, and some of them are university. Well, one is a university contract that is pretty big at one hundred fifty five at a, a steep discount. Sure. That's for my alma mater. So I gave them a good deal. That's, that's very nice of you. Did they give you a deal on, on tuition? No, that's, they're slowly. Come on. You left some money on the table there. Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. Very good. So walk me through, you're currently, currently at a million bucks about in kind of ARR. You were at nothing about a year ago because you just started selling in January. How'd you get the first customer? Tell us that story. Uh, so we uh, we had been talking with people that were interested. We put a beta list out and people could sign up for beta about a year before we actually launched the product for subscription. So we had a good database. We had 300 people that had in- inquired and said they were interested. Um, it was easy to go to that list afterward. And then, you know, we, we started cold outreach and we had at the same time people, uh, new people coming in and, uh, you know, some of our first big players uh, were just people that had been following it since I made that initial announcement. And it was pretty easy because they kind of knew what we were doing. They knew that's the benefit of a non-self launch, I guess, is that we had already proven ourselves by doing different studies, different industry publications. I've been in the news all, all over the place, presented at Harvard, MIT. We did a study with the National Apartment Association on amenity price. So you basically became a thought leader in this first and then yeah. you slowly built like tech to help you put out reports and then you made the tech basically available for sale. Exactly. Yeah, that's smart. I like it. Very good. Um, talk to me about kind of how you've done this, right? So have you bootstrapped the company or raised? 
No, we raised uh, two point two million uh, in two. It's it's one round technically, but it's um, it was over the course of two years. So we raised the first. We started in like November twenty sixteen, and we got like our first deposit of like twenty five k. Over the course of the next year, we raised the first one point two million, and it was gradual. It was mostly friends and family, and then you'd be shocked how easy it is after you actually have a product. <laughs> we were able to raise the second million like in no time at all. Or those, uh, those investors that came in later though, obviously they were investing in a company that had less risk because you had sales. Did they get the same terms though as the early investors? Uh, I wish we would have done it differently uh, at times, but yes, they did get yeah. the same because it was one round. By the way, this is very typical. No one ever talks about this, but it's very typical for this to happen. It's essentially called letting the round roll, right? And you let it roll and you hit your cap. It. Did you cap it at 2.2? Yeah, we capped it at, yeah. at 2.2. Yeah. Uh, and then we had twenty percent discount and five million value cap on that. Yeah, okay, so it's a note. Yeah, there's notes. That's great. What are you at today in terms of team? Uh, we got eleven on the team right now. All in uh, Chicago. Yeah, we're all in Chicago. Um, so we're right west of the river, um, right by Union Station, actually. Oh, that's and good. Mostly developers. We got eight developers, and then business people are, are doing what we do. That's great. You know, churn's critical in any SaaS company, right? So, so what's your churn today and how do you keep it low? We're a little under 5%. And, uh, at 5% first, per month? Uh, five, yes, 5%. Uh, so it's mostly it's annual contracts for the most part. Um, on our annuals, obviously, it's the first year, so we haven't had a ton of churn there. Um, well, what's the 5% though? Is that monthly or annual? The 5% is on, on the monthly contract. Okay, got it. So 5% revenue churn monthly right now. Yeah. And, and so the reason they're churning is what? Um, we've got, so it's, it's, you know, people didn't use it as much as they thought. Uh, people, they like in a few instances, we had to leave the company who was like the, the champion of it because it's a very new product, right? So there, we tend to get, we're not over that, that gap we're, we're in the first part of, uh, of building the business, right? So we got people that are kind of champions of the product. And if that champion goes to a different department or leaves the company or something, the others don't understand what it is. And then sure. they're like, oh, I see a charge. I'm going to cancel it. That actually happened like three times. We, we had someone like either leave or go to a different department and it, it turned that way. But in other instances, they either didn't use it as much as they thought or they just can't, like if they're lower market, they really can't afford the expense. Mm-hmm. And they did it monthly to buy it out and they never wanted to do, you know, like a full year. They just want to do a few reports on it. When you look at your fully weighted CAC, so the cost to get a new $400 a month customer, what are you paying to get these guys? Um, at the end of the day, uh, our payback period is six months on these guys. Okay, so fairly good. So it's about 2400 bucks in terms of spend. Not too bad. And where are you spending that typically? Uh, it's so we've got commission we pay to our salespeople, uh, yep. 15%, which is a pretty nice commission. Uh, because we built it as a thought leader, we don't have a huge advertising cost. And we've actually we, we ramped it up and then we reduced it because we found that it didn't improve a whole lot to spend, you know, 10 grand versus five grand. It didn't make a huge difference. So we're, we're at about a five grand marketing budget spend right now. And we track them from the, the time they get to our site and all the sales interactions to the time when they actually close. Uh, and all in, 
takes us about six months to pay it off. Uh, fortunately, our first round of customers, the, the people we signed up that were, were kind of in our soft launch, which was like end of October last year, these were investors and, and people that were like uh, evangelists of the product. All of them renewed. So we're in pretty good shape so far as far as those annual renewals. Uh, now we're going to see in January when we start really picking up those annual contracts, uh, how many of those renew. But I think we'll be doing pretty good. The feedback. How did you mention a part of the value of this is you're getting data from first party source, which is essentially your customers, what, which would I, you could argue then the first customer got the least value because they weren't getting anyone else's data. They were just essentially uploading their own. What did that first customer see when they logged on if there was no other data except their own to see? Oh, we use public data. We use publicly available data. So they had just more was publicly available. More was from property websites or listing sites or you know open data portals. Now, as time goes on, we're getting more and more that's coming from the users themselves. Uh, so the predictions get better. That's the big thing you see is the predictions get better over time. So before there was a wider margin of error on amenity predictions. So you'd see, you know, amenity is $20 plus $20, but plus or minus $10, right? So, oh, that's, you know, it's a prediction, but it's not as reliable. Now it's plus or minus $3. So we yeah, just, because you have more customers uploading their data. Exactly. Interesting. How do you measure how much data you've like they've uploaded? Is it like number of properties, number of API calls per day? I mean, what do you measure? Number of rent rolls uploaded, number of T12s and number of units on the platform. So how many units on the platform? So uploaded to the platform, we've got somewhere around 200K. Um, okay. And how many rent rolls? Um, and then rent rolls would get like three to 500 a month, depending on the month. So that's that number. New? No. What's that? So that's new. New. Yes. Yeah. Cause yeah. people are doing deals. We've got our customers. We, we aim for you know a deal a week to be run through the platform by any user. So, you know, we're trying to, to continually get people to come into the platform and run like a T12, a rent roll and you know toggle some things and analyze yeah um, are you burning capital today yeah uh, yeah definitely. how do you think about that i mean are you burning like 10 grand 20 grand how do you make sure you you only burn enough for you it doesn't make you too nervous uh we're we've got kind of a backstop so we've got um tom delaney is one of our investors he's our, our coo and he's got if we ever got to you know a point where we were too low I mean, obviously we'd raise, but you know, we've got a backstop too. So we're, we don't have like the, the, the brink of destruction feeling that you typically. How aggressive are you being though right now? Like, are you talking burning 20 grand a month, 40 grand more or less? Uh, about 50. Okay. And when did you finish the 2.2 million? Um, we're still finishing it. We're not quite. Oh, got it. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. But you've raised that. Okay, you've already used some of that though because from the money you captured earlier. Yeah. We're in the process of closing a round right now. Um, uh, the 2.2 two, the two two or a new round? A new round. Uh, oh, one how, point, how, one point how much? Uh, we're raising 1.5 priced at 10 million. Okay, 1.5 priced. And why 1.5? Why not more? Why not less? That's how much we need to, to achieve profitability and then to, I mean, we don't need a huge team, right? So we're not like a company that needs a call center. We don't need to keep ramping up salespeople. The sales happen through the site themselves. We need maybe a few more salespeople, a little bit more development capacity, but not, you know, a ton 
uh, right now. And our main objective first is to achieve profitability. Yeah. So you think that's why you raised 1.5. That's the runway you need to get profitable. Yeah. Very good. All right. We're out of time. Let's wrap up quickly with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I'd say the, the challenger sale is my, uh, recent favorite. Uh, but the lean startup is my all time favorite. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, right now, um, shoot, there's, uh, a lot, not, not in particular. I've been reading a lot of business books lately, so I haven't been following anyone in particular. I guess Travis Kalanick is kind of interesting right now because the whole thing he's doing with uh, cloud kitchens that that startup that's investing in uh, like stagnant uh, retail space i think that's kind of interesting but i wouldn't say i'm following him necessarily got it number three what's your favorite online tool for building the company uh i'd say slack uh okay. is incredible and hubspot is more incredible though i'd have to <laughs> give uh i have no. to give you number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night uh, I, I try for six. What do you get <laughs> though? I have a daughter at home, so I probably get five to six. Uh, okay, five. And daughter, married or single? Married. And okay. she's, she's turning two soon. Married and one kiddo. That's great. And how old are you? I'm 30. 30. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I wish I would have started doing this sort of thing earlier. I wish I would have known how easy it is if you, well, not easy, but how fulfilling it is, I should say, uh, if you actually take the leap and start being entrepreneurial sooner. I tried to go the whole traditional career route. It did not work so well for me. Uh, It just was not fulfilling. It was not engaging. Uh, So I wish I would have done this sooner. Guys, start your company sooner. Launched uh, launched the company back in 2016. Again, Anoto Inc. Again, helping people understand if you've replaced the granite countertop, how much more can you charge in terms of rent per month? He's got about, uh, call it 220 customers. Uh, actually, more than that. Call it 400, 500, just at different price points. But just past a million bucks in terms of run rate. Uh, they're looking to continue to scale. Currently burning about 50 grand a month, 2.2 million raised. About to raise another 1.2 million on a 10 million pre-priced round. 11 folks on the team, again, helping to drive towards profitability now. All based in Chicago. Go five percent revenue churn per month, uh, so about ninety-five percent net retention. Spending twenty-four hundred bucks to get a new customer, so about a six-month payback period. Again, as they in- look to increase uh, the amount of rent rolls, TTIs, and uh, an additional property data uploaded to their platform every single month and day. Mark, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks.